When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Oh, good day. Thanks for putting the pads on with you this morning. Wednesday morning before, what did Patty call it? Thunderous Thursday. How good is this? Look, I have a confession. My name is Ben. I'm an Australian and I love basball. Are you with me? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. It's exciting. It's revolutionary. It's disruptive. And I love watching it. I I also love watching the Aussies fight it and take it down as well. Uh, We will head to the UK shortly. An interesting training session overnight with the Aussies who didn't bat, who didn't bowl, who did bat and bowl. Uh, And what was Stuart Yu doing there behind the stumps? We know he's been in camp with the Aussies, but he was really hands-on. Our man on the ground, Barrett Sanderason, uh, before 10 o'clock today. After 10 o'clock, Mal Meninga, the 13th Immortal. So much to talk about uh, with Big Mal. DCE, he will play his 300th game. I've got some thoughts on Daly Cherry Evans. I'll share with you in just... Fire up fan of pants. Yeah, there we go. Slam and Sam. He's quick on the buttons today. No, no, DCE isn't a fire. He's not a fan of pants, is he? He's a strawberry blonde. Uh, Mel Meninga after 10. We'll get an injury update on the Matildas too. Another forward has gone down. That, that's right. Um, Sam Kerr, we know, uh, not playing against Nigeria. We are hearing that she will play again in the tournament. But Mary Fowler, the girl from Cairns, she copped a knock at training yesterday. That's all we've got. Copped a knock. Went for scans. Don't know the extent of them. The uh, Matildas, the Aussie team, keeping those cards very close to their chest. But we will be talking to uh, our expert as far as women's football is concerned to get the lowdown on Australia and Nigeria. Um, Broncos, Roosters at the Gabba too, all part of Thunderous Thursday. Um, are you a fan of Thursday Night Footy? I am because it means the weekend starts earlier. But but how does the Broncos and Roosters, how does that get scheduled for a Thursday night? I get it for the broadcast. I get it. And, and you know what? Sitting at home, I'll probably be watching it between the Matildas, between the Ashes. Oh, God, Thunderous Thursday. I need three screens now. But when you get someone like Reese Walsh and James Tedesco, it's an origin rematch there as part of the fullback and the number ones. And then you have a look at the packs, international packs, Lindsay Collins, uh, Jared Wehira Hargraves, the Chiefs, uh, Victor Radley. It is the United Nations when it comes to the Roosters pack up against Flegler, Haas, Carrigan. This is top billing. This should be prime time. Is Thursday night footy prime time? Have I missed it there? I I love it, but I'm also, I don't know. Look, okay, the next generation fans coming through, the kids, are they staying up on a Thursday night to watch this? Are they going to the game to watch this on a Thursday night when they've got school the next day? Or am I just sounding a lot like my dad now? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, I brought it up before with Patton Heels. 
retaining the ashes. It's something Gideon Haig, who is the world's most prominent cricket writer, he's called for the concept of retaining the ashes to be abolished. This idea of retaining the ashes, I think we need to actually think again about it because it is merely a convention. It's not codified. It's not legislated. It's simply an understanding. And an understanding can change by by um, by decree of the uh, of of the parties. But what I are you suggesting? Uh, what are you suggesting? I mean, that, that, that the ashes be. You've got to win them back, in my mind. You do have to win them back, and therefore, I think that when neither team wins them outright, they shouldn't be won by anyone. They should so, remain in abeyance. In abeyance. Yeah, you have to look it up. It basically just means it sits and no one holds them. It just goes back to uh, HQ. Um, no, it does mean more than that. But Gideon Haig and Peter Laylor was the other voice you heard there, part of the SEN family. But that was on the Cricket Etc. podcast. That can't work, can it? Abolishing, retaining the ashes, you've got to win. Look, especially when weather comes into play, draws are a thing in cricket. Because draws and the weather can affect every single match. He goes on to stress the point, though, that the current arrangement where you retain the ashes, where a draw is good enough for you to hold on to the trophy, the urn, the shield, insert whatever sport here, it incentivizes negative cricket. So the team holding the urn, all they need to do is to draw. It has unequal weighting, Gideon Haig says. A draw is as good as a win? No. That's negative cricket and it is, or at least incites negative cricket. On that, I reckon he's got a point. If all you need to know, or if all you need to do is to draw, does that incite you or entice you to go on and win? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Your thoughts, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I do agree with Peter Laylor. He says a team needs to be beaten outright to lose possession of the urn. And the clue is in what he's saying there. Needs to be beaten outright and then you lose possession. So the comparison would be state of origin and golden point. Golden point exists in rugby league because of a draw in 2002, more than 20 years ago, in state of origin. Phil Gould had an absolute hissy fit. And said, no way, how does Queensland hold on to this from 2001 and go into the 2003 series as retaining the shield? So that's why we have golden point. Can you have golden point in cricket? No. But you can have a series decider. I'm not talking a super over or a bowl off. We know that happens in white ball cricket. No, no, no. I reckon... If a series is drawn in test cricket, ha- have a count back on who has taken the most wickets. To win a test match, you need to take 20 wickets. That That's a given. So why not we count back on a series win to decide that on how many wickets are taken and who has the most. It can't be most runs before you jump in and say, why don't we do that? Because, again, that would incite negative cricket. A team batting first could bat through till they're 700, not declare, not force a result, and then have negative cricket. Or they could just bat for three days. Block, 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 push a single. Block, block, block. How boring is that?
So you're almost ensuring a draw and skewing the outcome in their favour if you're the team that needs to draw to retain the Ashes. So a count back on wickets, that'd work, wouldn't it? 13-13-55-0467-736. Something I'll be putting to Barat Senderayson as the morning goes on. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. When you hear the name Daly Cherry Evans, what jumps into your mind? Queensland captain or the player who turned his back on a Queensland team? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. I want to think the former. But somehow the latter keeps getting stuck in the back of my mind. It's a piece in my psyche that just won't budge. And I don't understand it and I don't know why. It's a bit like that that stubborn speck on the windscreen that you see it. And it doesn't matter how many times you hit the wipers and, and try and wipe it off. It just still stays there. I can't shake it. I live for redemption stories, and DCEs should be right up there, especially on the eve of his 300th game. But there's just something, there's just something I can't put my finger on. It's been an extraordinary journey for Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, um, I mean, my journey hasn't been um, plain. I reckon I've had a pretty um, up and down ride. Um, a lot of that is from your own doings, you know? Um, and as you grow and as you learn from your mistakes, um, you start to get towards a bit of an end point. And I, just, I guess I'm getting closer towards the end point as a player. And when I look back, um, it's been a great journey. I've learned so many lessons. Some lessons I've had to learn the hard way, but I, I don't think I'd change a thing because I'm really content with the career and the person I've become. So that was him talking yesterday on the eve of his 300th game this weekend. He nominated that. He said, my journey has not always been smooth. It's been rough. It's been up and down. He says the right things as a captain. He does all the right things for the captain as a captain, especially for the Maroons. I mean, what, three series wins in charge of the worst team ever, and he led them to that origin win. He's won World Cups, um, Dalian, Clive Churchill medals, premierships. Yet... The events of 2015 are there like the like the graffiti that you drive past every day. You don't notice it until you do. That Titans backflip, one to one to rival what Reese Walsh did on the weekend at Tony Stags, March 2015. Daly Cherry Evans told Manly teammates he was gone. He addressed the team and said, "Fellas, thank you, but I'm moving to the Gold Coast." A massive $5 million deal back in 2015. The Titans even put out a media release. And it, one that's still there on their website today. And it says the Titans can confirm Manly's international halfback has agreed to a two-year deal with an option for a further two years. CEO Graham Annesley said he was excited to confirm such a major announcement for the club of a player of Cherry Evans standing in the game, and his strong profile. This is the quote that gets me. I think this signing sends a positive sign to the rugby league world that this club, the Titans, does have a future. And it can attract quality players, and it can turn itself around. Graham Annesley, March 6, 2015. Enter the now-defunct cooling-off period. Remember that? NRL contracts had a cooling off period. They had until round 13 to, well, think about it. Like buying insurance, right? 
you've got a 30-day cooling-off period or a new mattress. But this is more than that. This is rugby league. This is sending hope. This is making a decision, a multi-million dollar decision, and then turning your back on it. Maybe that's why I can't let it go. I don't actively want to hold on to it because it's history, right? I mean, that's eight, that's eight years ago. Are you over it? Have you moved on? And it's okay if you're not because while it still sits in the back of my mind, I felt yesterday it still sits in the back of DCE's mind. Because this is what he brought up. This is what he alluded to when questioned about the Titans. Um, well, I tell you what, you guys gave me a fair bit of grief. So it, it, it made me, um, it actually made me understand who I could trust and who was closest to me. Um, in your hardest times, you find those things out. Um, so that's what I mean. Like you talk about adversities, my adversities didn't necessarily all just come on the footy field. So. There we go. His adversities, not just on the footy field. That was him directly talking about the Titans. I want to believe in DCE. I've only had good dealings with him, and as Queensland captain, I respect the hell out of him. So why can I not shake this? Am I alone? Is this my problem? I have to get over 300 games. He joins Cliffy as a manly legend, the only manly player to play 300. Outstanding. He stuck fat, too, when Manly was crumbling around him. How many coaches has he gone through? Uh, Desi, uh, Trent Barrett, Tooves, back to Desi, now Siebes. But you know what? He was the constant. He stuck fat after not sticking fat, if you know what I mean. He was out the door and then he was back. The Pride round last year, he led by example when the club was destroying itself. So, Daly Cherry Evans, how will he be, how will he be remembered? 2015, it's history, right? So why can't we get over it? Simple question. 13, 13, 55, 736, 736. Uh, Anthony's at Chermside. Anthony, help me out here. Good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. I just thought I'd let you know, I'll be honest with you, I forgot all about it. Whatever happened at the Gold Coast, I think 99% of the rugby league community have forgotten about it, and I truly think people need to move on. And he's a great player. He's done well. Even though I'm a New South Wales supporter, he's done well for the game. <laughs> At the end of the day, he, he followed the rules. There was a cooling off period. He followed yeah. him. He didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything illegal. So I think everybody that's worried about it needs to move on and get over it. And, 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 hey, Anthony, I'm with you. I want to move on. I want to move over. But when, and when I see him lift the shield for Queensland, I'm going, yes. But then there's just something that just, well, just not, nags. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, very true. And, and very good of you to phone in and, and, and confess that you are on the dark side. But look, maybe it's just my issue. But I, I, I still think I still think there, there may be others out there like me. Help me out. Get me on the psychiatrist's couch, perhaps. Anthony, thank you for the call. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. 18 minutes past nine, off and running this Wednesday. Texts lighting up too, which is great. I'll get to them and uh, we'll head to the UK very shortly. Wednesday morning, SENQ, 6.93am, your new home of sport in Queensland. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, 
Uh, Craig David, very nice. Walking away. Daily Cherry Evans. Stop. No, that's a bit harsh. Oh, no, maybe it's not. I don't know. Is this my cross to bear? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Mal Meninga after 10 o'clock. A man who knows DCE more than most. Maybe he can help me out as well. Uh, a bit of a therapy session going on here. Brayden from Perth. Thank you. I hope, uh, what is it in Perth now? Brecky time. Quarter past or 24 past seven in Perth. Brayden, great to have you on board. He said, morning, Benny. I was just about to text in about the Cherry Evans backflip. I am still filthy about it, but I can't knock the bloke. He plays for Queensland. Brayden, you're with me. I feel, you know what we need, Slam and Sam? We need a bit of Natalie Imbruglia, torn, because I'm torn here. He's the Queensland captain. Love him. What? Don't play it now. <laughs> Don't get Natalie Imbruglia. But, oh dear. Uh, Dave's at Woody Point. Hello, mate. Good morning to you. G'day, Ben. Ben, I'm no psychiatrist, but sit back in the chair. Like, what you need to do is put, put yourself into his shoes, yeah. put yourself into his shoes, and decide what would you have done in that situation. And the other thing is, we all got over uh, Wayne Bennett back and Wally Lewis as captain. We don't even talk about that anymore, so why worry about this? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. Thank you. And, and look, I, I'm with you. I want to get over it, but there's just something sitting in the back of my mind. There's a black mark. I, and I, help convince me today, and hopefully that's uh, what we'll do by the end of the show. Dave, th- thank you for your uh, shout. Over what, I, I, I go back to our best Broncos player ever yesterday, just on a point that Dave made, we're over Wayne Bennett sacking Wally Lewis. Uh, on our tweets, which we put out yesterday, who is the best Broncos buy of all time? Uh, one of the conversations that started spearing off in the thread was someone having a crack that I am not over the Broncos sacking Wally Lewis. So I haven't backed them since. Bloody hell. That was 1990. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we can't hold a grudge. Um, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I do have an issue with the cooling off period. I know it doesn't – well, it's been scrapped, hasn't it? But it was March the Daily Cherry Evans made this call uh, to Simon the Titans, but then he had until round 13 to think about it. Does that happen in, 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 in your job? Does that happen in your work? Could, could you do that? I, I know it happens, as I said, with insurance policies and, I don't know, matches. What else? Who else has a cooling off period? What else has a cooling off period? Do you have that in in your job, in your career? I know there's probation periods, but that's more for the boss, isn't it? Where else? 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6. Talk some swimming because some extraordinary things happening in the pool in Japan. But before we do that, uh, oh, Justin, our old mate from the Darling Downs. How are those westerlies, Justin? Morning yeah. to you. They're still blowing, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Hey, I was just saying, um, two days in a row, I've got to agree with you, mate, like with Daily Cherry. Um, you, you're talking about cooling off periods. I've had a cooling off period for a house sale, but yeah. True. <laughs> but but not but not with jobs, no, not but, with work, is there? No, no. I I I'm with you though. I just I feel like the Titans would have had more success. More success at DC. Well, it was put to him yesterday. I think this would have been game 175 for the Titans instead of uh, 300 for, for the one club. Justin, th- thank well, you. Well, I hadn't done that math, but yeah, when you put it into that perspective, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Two days in a row, I agree with you, mate. Like, I, I just feel like um, the Titans would have had so much more success, and I am dirty on him that he did that. 
to them, but at the same time, like you say, um, he's our Queensland captain. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We, we, we are a bit Natalie and Brilliant today. We are torn. Justin, thank you for being part of the show, mate. I've got that Signet Power Bank. I think I promised Justin that yesterday because he was a clubhouse leader for so long. A Signet Power Bank to give away. So, Justin, I am going to fire out that uh, your way to the Darling Downs today. We've also got tickets to double to the Titans Cowboys. That's going to be an absolute ripper too on the Gold Coast. Speaking of Titans, titans.com.au. Get your Legion membership today. Uh, let me see. Dexter, Ben, you need to get over the backflip. He was offered 450000 at the Titans. Uh, no, 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 no. It was a four-year deal worth $5 million. My My math's wrong? No, it's over a million a year. Yeah. Uh, and took a million at Manly under the rules at the time. Text does go on, but I'm going to pull up there. I'm not suggesting you did anything wrong as far as the rules. But just because you can, does that mean you should? Titans should have waited for the cooling off period to expire before making the announcement, or maybe they went early to try and pressure him because there was chat about Manly making a late bid. Dexter, thank you. DCE, and again, I've got the Titans media release here in front of me. It's still on their website. They went after DCE told his teammates. March, it would have been early, round one or two, maybe three. I'll have to check this. But they played Parramatta the night before, because this media release came out on a Sunday. So it was a Saturday night, Manly v Parramatta, and DCE addressed his teammates after that match and told them that's when the Titans went. So I reckon the Titans did the right thing. Allow the player to have control. Allow him to tell his teammates that he's going. Moot point, because he didn't go in the end. 13-13-55-0467-736. Divided opinion today. I love that. I love that. Um, to the pool. Tonight, the Terminator is back. Ariane Titmus, she is fighting it out in the in the 200 free. Cannot wait for this. But last night, the girl from the sunny coast, Kelly McEwen, she won the Grand Slam of swimming. She holds every title in backstroke. So what have we got? Com Games, long course, short course, world champs, Olympic champ. She came back and did that in style after being DQ'd in the individual medley under very controversial circumstances. Uh, but the girl from the sunny coast, what, what a story she was at the Tokyo Games two years ago. It was almost two years ago to the day as well when she dropped the F-bomb after <laughs> winning the gold medal for Australia. Uh, how was she last night after taking another world title? Let's find out. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be 50-50 tonight between the Americans and I, so it was really good coming back on that last 50. I think we were both hurting in that last 15, but I dug deep and gave it everything that I could. Yeah, good honour. Outstanding stuff. Uh, bouncing back after that disappointment from the night before, burning the motivation, fired her up, and... She was very cool, calm, and collected after No F-bombs, too. Uh, all right, look at this. We are on time. 9.31. Vanessa standing by with the news hit. We'll take you to the UK very shortly. Barat Sender Rayson. He's been at Australian training uh, overnight. Very interesting insights. Who was batting? Who wasn't? Who was bowling? Who wasn't? And what was Stewie Dew doing there? Get involved anytime. Text 0467-736-736 or call 13-13-55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. It's the final countdown. 
Ah, the final countdown indeed into the fifth Ashes Test tomorrow night getting underway at the Oval. Barat Stander Racing standing by. A few texts coming through, which is awesome. Uh, I'll go to this one first. Adam is at Morningside. Uh, morning, Benny. Can't believe the young fellas you work with haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. An absolute classic. I'm with you, Adam. But then he goes on to this. Hey, on the other hand, how the hell have you not seen Goodwill Hunting? How do you like them, Adam? <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen parts of it, all right? I just haven't sat through start to finish, but that's all right, isn't it? I haven't seen Game of Thrones either. Does that what? Anyway, uh, 13 13 55 0467 736 Another Adam has texted through saying, um, Bledisloe Cup historically was you draw, you retain. Australia had all those years they could win one, but never two. See, I hate that. I hate the fact that the Bledisloe could be a two match series. It's got to be best of three, right? Or just a one off, like a grand final. But then, no, you've got to play home and away. And then maybe a neutral territory like they did in Japan. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, changing the ashes. Look, let's get into that. Um, Barat Sender Rayson uh, has been on the ground for us for, well, geez, almost six weeks now, hasn't he? Uh, calling the World Test Championship and the first four ashes test. Number five is on the horizon tomorrow night coming from the Oval. Uh, he's been at training in the last 12 hours and some really interesting observations there and a clue as to what the Australians were doing. Um, Barat, very good morning, good evening to you. But the most important question off the top, what's the weather like in London? Um, I mean, there were a few dark clouds around today. They say that it's going to rain uh, on day one. Uh, but then then uh, it does clear up. But, you know, one thing I've learned about the English, uh, they have no idea about their own country. I have no idea... I honestly have no idea how they invaded all these countries and like ruled over them for all these years, like because they have no idea about whether it's going to rain tomorrow or not. Like they say, oh, like like even even a few days ago, right in Manchester, they yeah. said, oh, the weekend's gone. There's going to be no play. It'll rain. There'll be torrential downpour. It 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 kind of drizzles for a couple of hours. That's all. And like you know, so um, they say it's going to rain on day one. I'm not going to believe them till I actually uh, like feel a couple of drops of rain on me. No, that that is fair. The bureau, the bureau of maybe urology, it's alive and well in in all countries. I think by the sounds of that. Now, Barrett, some very interesting observations from Australian training today, and I want to get your take on them. But I hear in the background, I know, and we've interrupted a, a, a night out um, with the Australian media. And are you getting hosted by the locals? Is that is that what's happening there? I mean, like we we were hosted by uh, the Cricket Writers Club, which is a big thing in uh, England. It's been uh, a thing for nearly 100 years. I played the posh card. I went up to the bar and I said, oh, do you have some Pinot Noir? <laughs> uh, you know, being from South Australia. <laughs> and, and 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 the guy just looked at me and said, uh, mate, we can give you some Malbec. And I was like, yeah, well, it's free, so I'll have the Malbec. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's the best they did. But no, no, it was... It, it was a it was a lovely evening, um, and uh, there was no food on offer, so we oh. had to find some curry for ourselves, not too far away from the Oval. So that's where I am right now. Outstanding. And the reason behind that questioning um, were were the tissues provided? Um, because have they stopped crying? Have they stopped whinging yet? Uh, uh, if you just trusted the the people of England and the English media, you would think. In, like with one test to go in a five match series, England are seven zero up. <laughs> like uh, because they think 
they think not only have they won every test match, they won every session. And it, 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 even the even the win against Ireland counts as a win against Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, that's just how they are. But yeah. you're right. I mean, uh, as as uh, much as I, you know, the the devil side of me enjoyed the rain and the fact that uh, Australia did retain the urn in Manchester. Um, I was hopeful for like this to be, so for to be some play so that it ends up 2-0 and uh, to all. And just, just simply for the reason that the the English don't start whinging and boss, yeah. you know they have like yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and it's amazing how quickly the narrative changed. That the morning of day five was all about England have been the better team. We're gonna make it to all. And once they saw the rain, they were like, you know what? What would be better if we go to the Oval and deny the Australians from winning the Ashes? I was like, hey. I thought the ba- I thought basketball and everything was all about having fun and enjoying. When did it become about denying the opposition a win? That's sad. But well, uh, yeah, it sums up uh, English cricket in a nutshell, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Barrett, I'm glad you brought that up. It's something I've mentioned earlier in the program about. Well, Gideon Haig brought up the idea of about what, what's this retaining the Ashes? Don't you have to win the Ashes? What 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 was this retaining? Because it does makes for negative play. It could force negative play. Australia, all they had to do was draw this series and they retain yeah. the Ashes. Should we scrap retaining the Ashes and you've got to win the Ashes, otherwise it just sits in perpetuity. It just sits at no one has the Ashes until you win them. Uh, I mean, Quest, yeah. Question without notice yeah, as you're I mean, having curry after no, a big no, no, glass no, I mean, of back. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's Gideon Haig. Like when Gideon Haig writes something, you just have to agree with him, right? I, and he was also <laughs> at the uh, at the drinks thing tonight, and uh, we were having a chat about this. You know, I, and I'm completely in agreement with him. Like this retaining business, retention business works only with the Ashes. You take any other major series in the world, any any sport. There's no concept of like retaining something. Like you know, what is this earn, right? Someone paint a a couple of bales many years ago yeah. and like you know we're just playing for it which is fine like and I, I remember writing a piece about this in 2019 just looking at the Australians celebrate uh, the Manchester win and going into the Oval I was like wait yeah in any other form of competition this would mean nothing but uh, as I was told repeatedly during that Ashes series man but this is the Ashes it's different and that's yeah. what it felt like but uh, I think Pat Cummins has said all the right things he said from the time they've landed that we're not keen just on retaining it. We've done it already in 2019. We want to win this series. And, you know, for an Australian team to have not won in England, won a series in England since 2001, that's 22 years. That's that's bizarre. All yeah. Australian teams just win, right? Like, that's what they've done historically. So, uh, I don't think they will rest easy till they set that record straight. So, I'm with Gideon. Uh, I think the retention thing needs to be uh, underplayed a lot more than it is. Brats under race and SEN commentary team joining me uh, this morning from the other side of the world, the fifth test starting tomorrow night, Thursday night. Cannot wait for this. Uh, Australia out to win, as Barrett said, the Ashes for the first time uh, in a long time in England. Pat Cummins, you just mentioned him. Is he the right man to be Australian captain moving forward? Yes. I mean, what Pat Cummins has said, done for Australian cricket in the last 18 months, I think we, uh, you know, as, as a nation, owe him a huge debt of gratitude. You know, he takes over captaincy, having never done it before at a serious level, in really, in, you know, inopportune times with the whole Tim Payne 
scandal and I, or whatever, the Timpane story, I should yeah. say. And, you know, he wins the Ashes immediately. But what he did uh, since, especially on the road, you know, they go to Pakistan, they say, we're going to play a 15-day test. And they win um, purely on the basis of his bowling on that final day. In the final session, when I was there in Lahore, it was a privilege to be there. And and the way he handled himself in Sri Lanka, you know, in political, uh, the country was in political turmoil, the economy was completely gone. And, and just the, the way he, you know, handled the, 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 you know, the position of being a leader was just like, uh, you know, it was uh, awe-inspiring, to be honest. And, and then, you know, they could have easily got over the line in Delhi, against India and who knows, won the series with just like one bad uh, uh, half an hour and they, they you know, the, the tool was ruined in that sense. But they came back strongly in Indore yeah. once Pat Cummins was, uh, you know, not, not around like that. But, uh, I mean, he's done everything right. He's spoken about things that most Australian captains haven't spoken about in the past, not just with cricket, but just in the, the world. And uh, I have a lot of time and respect for Pat Cummins. He is the right man for Australian cricket. And he has really lifted Australian cricket uh, to a new level uh, ever since he took over. Barrett, before your curry gets cold and we run out of time, uh, what, what, did, what you saw a few um, things at Australian training today that um, uh, have piqued my interest. Uh, one, no, no Mitchell Stark bowling, is, is that right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell Stark didn't uh, bowl or bat. Mitchell Marsh didn't bowl or bat, which was a little concerning considering both Mitchell's did pick up injuries uh, at the end of that uh, uh, old rapid Manchester test. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we've learned that uh, Mitchell Stark should be okay to go, and so too Marsh. But I think we'll just have to wait and watch. Uh, like, there's another day of training to go tomorrow. But Todd Murphy, just the way, uh, you know, you pick up little things, just yeah. the way he was warming up. Alex Carey, the first thing he did. Uh, with his wicket keeping was practice to keep keep up to the stumps to Todd Murphy who was bowling at him and he was also one of the first few tailenders to have a bat those are generally signs that someone is playing but uh, yeah but uh, honestly I don't think Australia have made a uh, full-fledged decision yet uh, it'll depend on um, how Stark and Marsh pull up tomorrow and uh, you know then we'll, we'll get a better idea but yeah I think Todd Murphy should be playing but who, in whose place we don't know. Cameron Green, I think, will play. He bowled and he batted quite a while. So uh, it's just how they fit in all these others. Stewie Jew, will he get a bat? Will he yeah. have a bowl? <laughs> he it was, was there amazing. Again. Like, I mean, he was not only there, he was helping Alex Carey with his wicket keeping drills. Initially, I saw he was just like tossing balls at him. And then I was like, what? Stewie Jew has picked up a bat. And he's like, you know, bashing balls at Alex Carey. And like, look, there is a South Australian connection. There is obviously, if you haven't heard, Alex Carey played Aussie rules football. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, it's just like one of those the most hyped things about poor Alex Carey. But like, yeah. So it was like a coming together of two uh, footy guys. And no, Stewie Do is getting more and more involved. Like, who knows? He might walk out to the toss uh, two day after tomorrow. Pat Cummins is, <laughs> has lost every toss so far in the Ashes. Maybe it won't be a bad idea. Stewie Jew's record on the Gold Coast for the Suns, it's got to be better than Pat Cummins' record with the toss. So <laughs> get him out there and give it a go. Hey, Barrett, you've been, so very, you've been very kind with your time. I'll, I'll let you get back to the colleagues, and we cannot wait for the call. Uh, thank you for the insight, and we'll uh, look forward to the coverage tomorrow night. Uh, anytime, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Cheers.
What an absolute ripper. Barrett Sender racing there. Our cricket coverage here on SEN. It's us tomorrow night from 7, the first ball from the Oval, 8 o'clock. Uh, all thanks to Plantation Homes. If you're building a new home, Plantation Homes, they're backed by a $7 billion parent company. Where is it? Plantation Homes. 9.53 this Wednesday morning. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 131355. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Oh, yeah, indeed. Ferris Bueller's day off. That's right. I am getting bombarded with text messages. Thank you. Uh, in a bit of grief, but also a bit of support. Uh, ben, how can you have not seen Goodwill Hunting? What have you done with your life? Wow, that's a bit harsh. No name on that one. But also, yeah, Ferris Bueller's day off. That's my rebuke to not seeing Goodwill Hunting because when I started quoting Ferris Bueller the other day, the boys just looked at me weird. And I said, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? You know, Bueller, Bueller, anyone, Bueller? Nah, I haven't seen it. Wow. Just wow. Um, hmm. What movies have you seen? Or sorry, what movies haven't you seen that people just do that with you? The old wows. 13, 13, 55, Ingus standing by. Actually, I'll put that question to him too. Uh, the text coming through. Uh, Benny, just getting on the side of yawning when it comes to whinging poms. I've stated before that in 65 to 70% of the time, if you win the toss, you win the game. The Poms have won every toss this series. They just simply weren't good enough. The first two tests, it got away with the third. I'm surprised they haven't blamed climate change for the last test draw. They are simply, and this is in capitals, simply not good enough. Play on. Regards, Peach. Peach, always great to have you on the show. Now, Punchy's out at Windaroo. He said, Ben, read DCE. No one cares. It was a long time ago. It sounds like you just have a problem with people going back on their word rather than specific issues of DCE. Well, Punchy, guess what? I reckon you've nailed it. I've been asking this morning, when you think of Daly Cherry Evans, do you think of, yes, Queensland captain, or do you think of the bloke who turned his back on a Queensland team? And it's an itch I just can't scratch. I I see him hold the shield. I I love watching him as a player. I love what he does in the Maroon for Queensland. I I I love it. But all of a sudden, in the back of my mind, there's this little voice. It's, it's, it's almost like I said it before. It's like the speck on the windscreen that as much as you flick the wipers on and you wipe and wipe and scratch, it, it just won't move. It's a piece that's lodged into my psyche, a, a black mark against him that I just can't shake. I want to, but turning his back on the Titans, it, it just it seared something in me. It, it's maybe a me problem, but what I'm hearing this morning is there are a few of you who still have an issue. Uh, as I said, Mel Meninga standing by. He, he's a man who knows DCE more than most, so uh, he can shed some light on this, maybe, hopefully. Uh, just goes on to say, Punchy says, look, secondly, I agree on getting a result in the Ashes. Potentially a T20 or a one-day option to end the series if it's a draw. I'd love to go and watch a deciding day where we know the result of a series is guaranteed. Oh, bring white ball stuff into the Ashes. The women do it. It's an option, is it? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 
Ah, yes, it is Immortal Wednesday. The Origin Oracle himself, the Kangaroos coach, Mal Meningeral. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Mal, good morning to you. The burning issue of the day. What's a movie that you haven't seen that people are surprised about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen a lot of movies, Ben, but, yeah, good morning to you and, and to your listeners. Um I was going to say Barbie, but you know <laughs> that's just come on. The, that's just come on the market, hasn't it? You know, I have so, more respect for you to say that you haven't seen Barbie. Yeah, I know. Well, every 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 male out there, every dad out there that's got a daughter in particular, but yeah. you know Ken's there as well. I don't mind Ken. Uh, you know, so I haven't seen I haven't seen Barbie, but I think the one that might stir a little bit of controversy up is Star Wars. Hang on, what? Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm not a sci. I'm not a sci-fi person. I don't. I don't like. So, so, don't so, like so not. So not one. Futuristic. I don't like a futuristic movie. Well, Mal, this is where I've got to pull you up because Star Wars is not the future. It's in the past. It was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah, far what, away. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I haven't watched them in the past. I watched Star Wars, so it still hasn't come true, has it? It's still. I'm into the future now. <laughs> yeah. Some thirty odd years down the track, still, you know. Well, I'm looking. I'm still looking still for my on, lightsaber. Still I'm still looking for my lightsaber. Exactly. I know. So hang on. Yeah. So let's end another world out there. References to Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, and and I'm your father, and and, and all yeah. that stuff, and Princess Leia, like you, and Yoda. Yeah. You, you nothing. Yeah. No, I'm not a, a sci-fi person. That I must oh, confess. Yes. Man. I love action movies. Love comedy. Um. You know. I've got. I love. I've watched Dirty Dancing a million times. I love all that. I love that romance stuff. You know. Okay, that's another one I haven't seen. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> what? Yeah, now, now people are walking past and that. just stopped oh. in their tracks. I haven't seen Dirty well, Dancing. I, What's wrong with that? Well, I grew. I grew up. I grew up, and you know, you, you had to sort of. You had you're courting girls and things like that, so you had to sort of look at different angles I and mean, then how you'd actually go do that. So she dance moves didn't go astray, did it? You know what I, mean? I think my wife respects me more because I haven't seen Dirty Day. Anyway, listen, let's talk some rugby league, Mal. Um, where, <laughs> What's that? What's yeah, what league? is rugby? Um, where do we start? Look, okay, help me out on, on, on Daly. Da- Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah. I, I Look, he 300 games. Respect him enormously. Queensland captain. I just have... I just have something that I can't scratch, I can't get rid of. It, 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 it creeps in. Every time I, I, I think of him, see him, I don't want it to. It's like a little black fog that comes in and goes, yeah, but he turned his back on the Titans, and that's not cool. Yeah. Um, your analogy about the little bug on the windscreen, Ben, you know, so you, you've yeah. got the windscreen wipers on, you've got the water, it doesn't, doesn't quite come off. So what's you got to do? you actually got to get out of the car and you get a rag and you know a bit of water and you, you scrub it off yourself. So that's how you fix your little issue. That's true. You go talk to Daly about it all. No, oh, <laughs> and, and, no, and look, <laughs> I'm sure he's done it for good reasons. And, and you know what? Any, anyone in his position, I get it. Some, someone called through before saying, "Hey Ben, be in his shoes." Um, the, the fact that he he turned he turned his back, he wanted to stay where he was, and and he probably got more money. I would assume, or or I, I, look. You know, it was a fair whack from the Titans. No, five he, wanted, he always wanted to stay there, I think, really. He always wanted to stay there. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't possible. I think they had to make a decision between him and Kieran Ford at the time. Um, and then he obviously, he signed that he signed a, a contract that he was going to go to the Gold Coast on a, on a, a certain deal. 
Um, he had a cool enough period, and I think the, the manly club, Bob Fulton in particular, went back to him and yeah. and offered him offered him, you know, quite a longer longer deal, and and obviously it stabilised his his career basically and his family's career. So um, I actually sent him a, a text message to congratulate him on on him signing with the Gold Coast because I thought that was a fantastic move by the by the Titans, but also um, from Daly's point of view, I, you know, I felt that. They needed someone like him, you know, Queenslander, coming back to the club and yeah. and helping them move forward. You know, didn't yeah. magic because they're talking about ifs and maybes. You look at if he's playing today for the Gold Coast Titans, what a you know they'll be pushing for, you know, grand final appearances. That's and I sort of kind of like kind of agree with that. You know, so and I've seen his an interview just recently where he's right. He's right. You know, he doesn't necessarily everyone doesn't have to like him. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to like everyone else, you know. So he's a he's an individual, and yeah. you know, um, he's got his own ways of doing things, and you know, and we get, you've got to respect that because he gets the results on the footy field as well, you he know. Does. So I mean, you know, I mean, you don't have to be the best of teammates to be the best player players for your mate, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Mel, I don't I don't dislike him. I, I've, I've, I've the, the the interactions I've had with him have always been positive, and you know, he he seems like a good bike to to be around um not that we've been in camp too often with, with him but it's yeah I, I don't know well it's, yeah it's his growth yep his growth over the years has been enormous been i've had a lot to do with him since you know about yeah, for 10 years basically yeah. you know obviously in those early origin years um you got to remember um you know he, he got picked up put him on the bench he come in played seven a number of times that that's when cooper cronk and jonathan thurston was at their at their best, and then I played in 14, and then Michael Morgan come along. So I had to make it. A, we had to make a choice between Michael Morgan and and Daly Cherry Evans. And you know, basically, the reason why Michael Morgan got the gig is because he can play more positions. You know, Chess can only play well. You know, he can play in the, anywhere really. But you know, Michael Morgan was more adept at in the halves, centre. He could play fullback. He yeah. could play nine. You know, so he's just a better, uh, more versat- versatility him. And um, but as he's progressed over. Over the years and gained more experience, he's obviously you know worked out who he is, um, how he does things. I think that's important. And I had him on the World Cup just recently. And he was he was exceptional, great human being, great team person. Um, did he think they probably possibly can for the team? We obviously we picked Nathan Cleary in in front of him, but he couldn't do enough uh, around the around the whole the whole environment. You know, so I mean he, he's grown as a person too, and. His success in recent years, particularly with, with Origin, you just go to show how his leadership skills has improved over the years as well. So, I mean, it takes people, you know, a long period of time. So that's not, everyone doesn't just come on the scene and, you know, be the best person, the best leader, the best player uh, at that time, you know. So it's it takes the time for uh, people to, you know, cure over, over long, you know, in their careers, and particularly in rugby league. So he's at the height of his... I. I I had a bit of a yarn to um, Anthony Seabold, you know, not not so long ago, um, and I think he's playing the best footy he's ever played, you know, and the same like same with with yeah. Sean uh, Sean Johnson. So those types of players who are actually getting a bit better with age, and you know, full marks to him. Yeah, Adam Reynolds, you got to put in that uh, conversation as well. I'm going to throw Adam one out. Reynolds, yeah. yeah, well, Katie like cool. Walker. Yeah, you know, there's a whole heap of players that are out there. You know, the, in this early 30s, um, getting towards their mid-30s, playing the best rugby league um, they have in their careers. And that's just the modern game too, mm. where 
you get to look after yourself, you know, all the technology and all the sports, you know, sports science and, and medicine have, have improved. It allows, if you look after yourself, it allows players to, you know, go longer. That's that's what seems to be happening in our game. Could he threaten Cameron Smith's record, Daly, with the number of games played? Can you see him playing on for a few more, a few more years yet? Um, well, you know, again, you hear him, you hear his conversations, his interviews, um, where you know he'll keep he'll keep playing as long as uh, he feels good about playing. Obviously, you know, um, and as everyone knows, you know, when you when you get towards the back end of your career, your head and your heart and your body tells you that it is not far away from retirement. So mm. he obviously hasn't uh, got to that stage yet. You know, Cameron had those. All those internal conversations, uh, whilst he tried to make a decision about what, when should he retire, you know. So um, Cameron's record, 400 odd, 430 odd games in the NRL, would be for, for Daly to achieve that. You know, that's another five or six years. I'm not quite sure whether Daly will play to his 40 years of age. Mal Meninga, my guest, as he is every Wednesday, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Mal, th- Thursday night footy. Tomorrow night we are seeing an absolute belter, the Broncos and Roosters. Um, where they're sitting on the ladder at the Roosters and where they've been over the last uh, month and a bit is, well, they've been in no man's land. They really haven't been threatening. But when you look at this game on paper, you- you've got the two best fullbacks in Walsh and Tedesco. So basically an origin uh, number one's going head-to-head. A- and it's the United Nations when it comes to uh, the Roosters forward pack, Lindsay Collins, uh, Jared Wahira Hargraves, um, the Cheese is there as well, Victor Radley. Uh, and then you've got the Broncos pack, Haas, Carrigan, Flegler, uh, all rep players. Uh, Thursday night footy. Um, I, I love yeah. sitting down and having the weekend come early. I love watching Thursday night footy on the telly. But but I also feel that Thursday night, I mean, a game like this should be reserved for prime time. And there's an argument that Thursday night footy is, but I just – uh, you know, geez, I'm picking faults in a lot of things today, aren't I? But uh, just Thursday night footy, there's something you're, you're about... Not going, you're not going all that well, actually. <laughs> not very positive at all. Well, I, 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 hey, it's positive for the broadcasters and it's positive for the fans, but yeah, what yeah. about the kids coming through? And they've got school the next day, staying up and, and perhaps even yeah. going to the game Thursday night. Are you a fan of Thursday night footy? Yeah, I am. I'm a fan of footy every night, Ben. That's fair. But that's not, that's not plausible, that. though, is it? Footy every night of the week. Oh, I think it is. I think I think it's possible. Yeah, um, I think we need to start considering things like that. You know, it, it does happen in major sports around the globe. Uh, certainly in the EPL, um, yeah, and most sports in in um, they play a, a lot of games, of course. But we've got a lot of competitions in our game as well. You know, we've got the the men's, the women's, the state leagues. We've got Origin. We've got internationals. You know. Um, we could we could we could do things from the English Super League as well, you know, help help them um, help them where you know, where we can as well. So I think there's plenty of plenty of content to look at um, from a broadcaster's point of view. So, but you know, I mean, you're talking about the fans, obviously, and that's the that's the number one priority, I believe. You know, the fans are really important in our game, and uh, you know, I feel that you know. Thursday night. I mean, if the fans are conditioned to it, then I feel that it, it'll, it'll work. I mean, you'll get you'll get plenty of people there watching that game tonight. There's no doubt about that, you know. Mm. So there is some great matchups. Um, so and the Broncos are doing fantastically well, and the Roosters need need to continue um, their run towards the finals. So yeah, you know, it's 
it's a it's a blockbuster game, and I, I still think that you know fans will still talk uh, turn up to it on a on a Thursday night, even though the kids have got to go to school tomorrow. Well, they're up against the Matildas too across the river at Suncorp. That is a sellout, so there's going to be nearly fifty thousand there. I know the Suncorp Stadium's been reconfigured a bit for the for the football, the Women's World Cup, but fifty thousand there. I don't know how many are going to the Roosters yeah. and uh, and Broncos, but um, uh, it'd be interesting to see. I think Patty Patty Welsh called Thursday tomorrow night thunderous Thursday. Matildas Nigeria, Broncos Roosters, the Ashes starting uh, the fifth test, and you've got the World Swimming Champs uh, going along. I'm sure I've missed something along yeah. the way, but it's going to be epic. Hey, yeah, Mal. Well, we had the golf over the weekend as well so you know it's been we've had one night good sleep yeah, what's a global event well that's, a, that's probably one of the arguments ben you know it's it is a global global event sport you know so you know people around the world do watch it you know yeah. so um and you know it, the broadcasters they pay a lot of money you know obviously to to do what they do um and you know i think you know, if the players want to keep on getting the big bucks and the clubs want to keep on getting the big bucks and, and all the other stakeholders, you know, we've got to we've got to look at all different options how we can improve our competition and accessibility, um, you know, to games and, and teams and players and all that sort of stuff, you know. So I think it's it's another it's another conversation obviously, but yeah. you know, we've got to start thinking about having a bit more global presence, you know, they want to go to Las Vegas, you know, with that in mind. So um, but you know the best way to do that is through you know everyone being available and everyone playing on different different at different times I guess yeah. um, to cater for a global audience. Well, Mal, let, let's dip our toe in the water. Let's take the temperature, take the pulse, however you want to frame it. We'll, we'll do that now. Th- 13, 13, 55, Footy every night of the week. Would you be up for that as a fan? Is there too much sport that isn't enough? Isn't that Roy and HG's old slogan? Um, let us know. Mal, 21 minutes past 10. It's been uh, great chatting to you. Justin is with you. He's text in saying, I'm with Mal. I haven't seen Star Wars either. So maybe on one of your long flights when you're, when you're, when you're heading to the UK next to, to play the Poms or wherever it may be, you've got a long flight. I reckon you could catch up on the entire Star Wars uh, series on that flight over, Mal. Uh, until then... We will, so it's uh, obvious, very yeah. obvious that you've done this before, Ben. It's very obvious. What? Watch Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole episode. Whatever. How many how many episodes have there been? Uh, what's it? Ten? Nine? Yeah. How many? Oh, that many. See what I mean? Yeah. I, got, I can't be bothered. Honestly. Start <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning to get. You had to start at the beginning to go through the whole lot. Yeah, but see, this is the thing with Star Wars, Mel. You know that the beginning is the beginning episode four, or is the beginning episode one. You've got no idea what I'm talking about, but we'll get, in, we'll get no, into that. No, no idea. <laughs> no, idea. no idea. All right, mate. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll look, forward to, look forward to the throwdown tomorrow as well from midday. Mal Meninga, my guest, every Wednesday. Jeez, we've gone around the world there. Uh, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Rush in, get half price off Synovus Vitamin range. It excludes the bulk sizes, but Synovus Vitamins, uh, half price at Chemist Warehouse. Mal Meninga on a Wednesday. Uh, should we have footy every night of the week? It's a proposition. Mal said we should look into it. 10.22 this Wednesday morning. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. <laughs> what do you do?
Well, I've had the time of my life because I've not seen this movie, Dirty Dancing, and I do not care. I think that actually makes me a better person. Come at me, 13 13 55 046 736 736. We'll get into movies in just a second because somehow this has taken a life of its own. Um, we are talking World Cup Soccer 2 in about uh, 12 minutes' time. That's right, 10.40. Touching base with, well, it's the big match tomorrow night, the Matildas, but... They are training in the next, well, half an hour at Perry Park. They uh, are down another forward. Mary Fowler, the girl from Cairns, copped a knock at training yesterday. That That's all we know, copped a knock. That's all they were willing to say. She did get sent for scans, precautionary scans. We do not know the results of those scans yet. We may not know the results of those scans. But what we do know is, according to Caitlin Ford, that Sam Kerr will be back this tournament. So the inference that she may have torn on her calf or the severity of that, uh, we will get the lowdown from uh, Gray Skill, who's part of Seven's commentary team for the World Cup in about 10 minutes' time. But let me just see here. Uh, John, on the text. Ben? Read Daily Cherry Evans. I probably care if he'd done it to the Broncos, but I couldn't care less about the Titans. That's a bit harsh. Uh, I did think it was ordinary at the time, but I got over it very quickly. And I love what he's done for Queensland over the last three or four years. By the way, give yourself an uppercut and do yourself a favour. Watch Goodwill Hunting this weekend. The second best movie ever behind Shawshank Redemption. John, thank you. Well, I have seen Shawshank Redemption, and I feel like I'm outnumbered here because the Hoff has walked into the studio. We've got Slam and Sam here as well pushing the buttons, and I feel like they're about to gang up on me about Goodwill Hunting. I can gang up on you, although I don't really have the safety in numbers on Singular. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Not, much, not much of a gang there, mate. <laughs> Wait on. There's the three of us, me, myself, and I, all right? So you're outnumbered. What is it about Goodwill Hunting? Uh, well, I think, first of all, it's the cast. Robin Williams is one of my favourite people of all time. Sure. Um, well, hang on. If you're going on the cast, you'd say the Barbie movie would be pretty good too, considering it's cast, but please. Well, I turned off at the title <laughs> of, that, <laughs> of that one. So move on, right? Keep going. Uh, well, just the perfect mix of, like, drama, serious sort of stuff, as well as comedy, as we've played over the last two days, uh, that famous Apples line. Uh, which... oh, that, that's funny, is it? Yeah, you got to watch oh. the scene, and then and you got to watch Bill Had Burr say it as well. Bill be. Burr, the comedian, say it, <laughs> right. who's carried on the legacy of Goodwill Hunting. Okay, so and look, I, I've seen some of it. I've, I remember seeing Robin Williams. There was an apple involved. Is that right? Is he a teacher? Was there an apple? Oh, apples. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and um and Matt Damon's doing some stuff on the on the bill oh, billboard on the uh, what do you call it the um, chalkboard. What's it called? In the classroom. <laughs> that, that was your days when you went to school as well. They weren't my days. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I've seen it. I just, I just, it didn't, I just couldn't see it through. Well, maybe something happened. I just haven't followed it up. It is well, you have long. to. It, it, oh, what is it? Two and a half, yeah. two hours, two and a half hours? Yeah. It's shorter than Oppenheimer. There's another Matt Damon movie. But yeah, it's just like, it's a great coming of age movie. Um, coming of then, age movie? Yeah. Because well, um, Matt Damon's well, like Dead Poets Society. Sort of. Okay. Better, but sort of. That's one well, I haven't seen. Yeah. Matt you Damon. haven't seen Dead Poets Society. Really? That's got Robin Williams in it too, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Does it? This is good. <laughs> 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 Don't ask the whole he hasn't been here. Um, oh, all right. Um, I'm still putting it to you that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is part of popular culture. It's a bit like Mal saying he hasn't seen Star Wars. I'm just thinking of all the references in life where Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Yoda, just how... 
how you can survive in popular culture. It's almost like saying I've never seen the Simpsons and, and all the, the Simpsons. Don't get carried away there. And it, it, it's, it just forms part of our, our, our culture, our society. And Ferris Bueller, when the teacher's asking and calling the role, Bueller, Bueller, anyone? Bueller, you've, well, of course you've never used it because you've never seen it. Right but on. even that, even that line, the um, life moves pretty fast line. Like you've, heard, you would have heard that before. Like it's still sort of. Yeah, I think I've heard all the all the quotes and everything from it, but I just have never seen the movie. I live most of my life by the uh, the ballad of Ricky Bobby and and stuff like that. That's where I <laughs> if you ain't find first, most of my <laughs> find most of my quotes. <laughs> Uh, 13, 13, 55, help us out. Well, what movie have you not seen that people are shocked at su- or surprised at? Have have shot you know, Star Wars. You've got to have yeah. seen, you've seen Star Wars. Yes. Right? Yeah, okay, we're good. We're, we're, we're good on that. You can you can stay in for another weekend. Star Wars is one on. of those ones you've got to dedicate a day to, a full day just to get through them all and sort I, of sit down and concentrate. I was in grade one when Star Wars came out on beta at the time, VHS, my mate had a beta. What? <laughs> anyway, I reckon we watched that, uh, without a word of lie, probably 150 times in grade one, every day after school. Go episode place. four or which one? Yeah, the original yeah. Star Wars, which, yeah, episode four. Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Star. I've seen That's it. Oh, good, <laughs> okay. All right, um... Vanessa's standing by, tapping her toes, looking at us weirdly because of Dirty Dancing, because of Good I have Will seen Hunting, that, though. I have seen Dirty Dancing. Why? Because, mate, the famous Great scene. Movie. I've, I've heard you say before, nobody puts baby in a corner, and you're telling me you haven't seen oh, Dirty Dancing. Mate, mate, I've never said those words, ever. I know it. I know the line, <laughs> but I have no idea. Who's wow. putting a baby in the corner? Like, what, what's, where's a baby come into it's Dirty name. Dancing? You don't put baby in a corner because she'll fight her way out. Anyway, let's what? go to the news. Hang on. It's someone's name. Yeah, ba- baby is a name. Yeah. Of what? Of the main actress. Hang on. But she's like, what, 20? Her first name is Baby. Yeah, well, people have the word junior in their name. Doesn't mean they're still two years old when they turn 50. Yeah, but junior's normally followed by you're named after your father or your grandfather. <laughs> and that's, baby's not a name. No, really? <laughs> Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, I mean, obviously she was disappointed and we were as well for her to miss that first game. I mean, we've all had it coming for so long and then finally it's there and she wasn't able to be out there with us um, in that game. So we just tried to get around her as much as possible. And I mean, Sam being Sam, she wanted the focus to be on the team and not about her. And um, yeah, she's just doing everything possible to be in the best condition for when she does step back on the pitch. And um yeah, she'll, she'll definitely be back in this tournament. Definitely back in this tournament. Caitlin Ford, Matilda, talking about her injured skipper, Sam Kerr. She will be back. We, we thought on Monday that the severity of Sam's injury may have been worse than first thought after uh, one of the teammates, one of her younger teammates, uh, Kyra Cooney-Cross, said that she was a torn calf. Officials jumped on that straight away and said, listen, she just misspoke. Um, the, it's not a calf tear. 
yet they couldn't actually tell us what the injury was after a week. Uh, but now, yes, she will be back. But the Matildas are battling up front because yesterday Mary Fowler copped a knock at training and was sent for precautionary scans. What what does that do for the Matildas lineup? Uh, we know that they're training in about 15 minutes' time, so we'll get an idea uh, once they hit the park at Perry Park uh, who is training and who will be up for that clash against Nigeria. It is a sellout tomorrow night uh, here in Brisbane. These crowds have been amazing for the Women's World Cup. Uh, 1.5 million tickets plus have been sold to the tournament. That's just in Australia. And it will be on uh, Seven Network tomorrow night. Calling part of the action uh, will be Grace Gill, who has uh, uh, herself been part of international footy and also here in the W League. Grace, a very good morning to you. Um, this has got to be one of the, the highlights of uh, the World Cup. The Matildas playing in front of a sold-out uh, capacity crowd and uh, against Nigeria tomorrow night. Oh, well, good morning, Ben, and great to have a chat. And you're right, you're spot on. Uh, Matilda's sellout, as we saw in Stadium Australia just a week ago, and at Suncorp now, in in front of a, a Brisbane crowd. We know that there's so many Brisbane local girls in the Matildas team, so yeah. they'll come out in their droves, and as they should do as well, and what a moment for the Matildas and for the community at Bris- uh, in Queensland, rather. And, and that's the thing, Grace. At the same time, the NRL, either naively or perhaps uh, um, in a show of defiance, have scheduled the Broncos and the Roosters at the same time at the Gabba, so, what, 5Ks away from the Matildas, and they've been blown out of the water by the fact that Suncorp is going to be a sellout. So just, I mean, I mean, but that must, how much pride does that give you to see uh, the, the women's game dominating like this in our sporting psyche right now? It's incredible. Uh, it's something that we've known has been coming for a long time. We've seen, I guess, the trend of these crowds and this support internationally in Europe in particular And we knew that the World Cup would attract this kind of audience, whether it's local fans, international fans flying in for the games, the Matildas selling out every single one of their available tickets, just speaks to how much loved a team this group of women is, and deservedly so as well. They are world-class athletes. All right, Grace, have you got any inside word on Mary Fowler? Yesterday we we heard this breaking news uh, and we reported it on Channel 7 last night, but all the team was giving us, the official said, no, she's copped a knock. Uh, They wouldn't even tell us to what part of the body (laughs) that she's copped a knock and went to precautionary scans. Uh, Do you have any update on that? And, And if she doesn't play, how much will that impact what the Matildas do? No, I don't have any any more information than what's been provided by the by the team officially. Um, I think we have to remember as well, it's such fine margins in a World Cup that any slight knock or niggle or anything that across all the teams the, the players are carrying, they'll be pulled out of training the instant they feel something because whether it's a game the next day or a game in five days' time, you just can't afford to, to push something. So I, I'm not sure of the severity of it. If Mary doesn't play there's still options in the Matildas. And we saw some of those being utilised in their send-off game against France just a couple of weeks ago. Hayley Russell actually pushed into the centre of the park, more as a a sort of false number nine, a a false striker. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are options around how they would look to deploy their players that they do have there. But, of course, we want as many of the Matildas to be fit and firing, ready to go. Yeah, no, very good point. Uh, What can you tell us about Nigeria? For, For those who, yes, we support Australia, but we don't know about the opposition we're coming up against, um, they're, they're African champions, aren't they? What else can you tell us? Their strengths? What will we be looking for tomorrow night? 
Well, something that we did see from Nigeria was last week them holding Canada, who are Olympic gold medalists, to a nil-nil draw. And I think in this group, a lot of people would have assumed that Canada were the heavy hitters or one of the favourites up alongside the Matildas. But what Nigeria have proved is that they can hold a gold medalist team to a nil-nil draw. And that is a huge result for Nigeria. So Canada and Nigeria are taking a point apiece from that match. They've got some quality talent. Ashoala, one of their strikers up front, one to keep an eye on. She plays for Barcelona. So if you speak to the, the pedigree and the talent, um, she's definitely one to look out for. They're not going to be an easy team. No, no team, to be honest, in Group B. The Matildas group is an easy team in Nigeria. They'll be a tough one tomorrow night. True. We have played them before in a World Cup, haven't we? Yes, we have indeed, and, and we did get up over them on that occasion. Um, so we're, we're familiar with them, you'd say. They're not a team that's a, a bit of a mystery for us, but they're also not a team that the Matildas have played really regularly or have a lot of history against. Um, I know that Tony Gustafsson and the coaching staff will have heavily watched and um, looked into all of their film, all of their previous results, their games, and particularly, as I mentioned, that game against Canada, they would have had very close eyes on that one. Well, that's the thing. We do have to play the Canadians, don't we, after this game. It'd be nice just to get it sorted, get it locked away, the fact that we can then make it into the the knockout stage, and and that can be done by a fairly convincing win tomorrow night. Do you expect Australia just to be all out in in attack here to get this in the bank? Um, That's a really good question. Look, I I don't know that we'll see too many changes to the Matildas starting lineup, with the exception, of course, of of injury and fitness availability of players. But I think consistency across the tournament um, is good. It gives gives a team a good stability. As for how they'll approach the Nigerians, look, we know that we've got pace in the likes of Courtney Vine and Hayley Rasso on the wings as well. Of course, Caitlin Ford is so instrumental Mm. to the Matildas' attack. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do try and turn this Nigerian defence around. All right, well, we look forward to the call tomorrow night. And, look, there's going to be the best part of 50,000-plus there, uh, many of them locals. If you're going to the Matildas match tomorrow, well done for getting a ticket. Uh, what are you expecting? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, if you like the rest of us uh, being part of Thunderous Thursday, watching on the couch, you can catch all the action uh, live on the 7 Network and hear it right here on SEN Radio as well. Grace, we look forward to to the call tomorrow night. Thanks for your time this morning. Many thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Here we go. Grace Skill, a colleague of mine at uh, 7, and now calling uh, part of the uh, commentary team for the Women's World Cup. Uh, are you heading tomorrow night? Do you, are you lucky enough to have got a ticket? How, how difficult were they to get the Matildas tickets? Uh, and have you tried or did you try and, and miss out? Uh, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, we're nine away from the news at 11 o'clock. 11 a.m. mayhem. Remember, you call, you get on. I've got tickets to give away to the Titans. Cowboys to the best caller. We've got that Signet Power Bank too to uh, give away. We are stacked, aren't we, in the final hour? How good is this? SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. Here. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. 
My oh. best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. Yes, it's pretty serious. Uh, it is serious indeed. Serious enough that I'm trying to educate my team here about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the all-time great movies. I cannot believe that either of them have not seen it. But there again, they've turned back on me, saying, can't believe you seen, haven't seen Goodwill Hunting or Dirty Dancing. But that's okay, right? 13 736 Time to talk some rugby league now. Uh, Brent Tate joins us. We know that there is some changes within the Broncos camp for tomorrow night's Roosters Broncos blockbuster. Tatey, good morning to you. The most important question to you right now, though, is what movie have you not seen that people are in absolute bewilderment about that you haven't had your eyes cast over it? Hello, Brent. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller, anyone. Tatey, hello. Oh, he hasn't seen Ferris Bueller either. We might try and get him back on the line. We'll see what happened there. Um, just that breaking news coming out of the Broncos camp. Yes, Brendan Piacura has been replaced in the 17 by Xavier Willison. Uh, big up-and-coming talent, isn't he? Xavier Willison, big X. Uh, Brendan Piacura has not recovered from the virus that uh, uh, he suffered last week as well. All right, take two on Tatey. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Benny. Um, you wouldn't have heard the big, big build, the big build-up that I had uh, leading into you before. We're, we're talking movies this morning. I know we're talking rugby league, but we're talking movies this morning. The, the boys are astounded that I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, but I'm astounded that they haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is there a movie that you haven't seen that people are aghast at, going, "What? You haven't seen that yet?" Oh, there's a few actually. I'm not really a movie buff. Like, I've never seen a Star Wars or a Star Trek. Oh, mate, Mel Meninga's um, the same. Mel Meninga hasn't seen Star Wars either. Yeah, look, that's that's one of the ones I usually get where people go, "Are you serious? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. You haven't seen? I've never ever watched. I never watched Seinfeld either. That's another one. It's not a movie. Oh, hang on. Never watched Seinfeld. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What? I know. I must. Uh, Tatey. I'm sorry, mate, but it's just I just. I know. I no, it. I'm I sorry it. for you. I'm sorry for you. How do you <laughs> hang on? How do you how do you function in modern day society if you don't get the Seinfeld references? Oh, I know, mate. Because a lot of people, obviously, like you know, they have a little private joke and they joke about Seinfeld. And I sit there real awkwardly and sort of laugh, like I know what's going on, but I actually have no no oh, idea, mate. No, so. no soup for you. One year, Tatey. <laughs> See, See lost, there you go. Lost. I have no idea what <laughs> So long, so long as you're the master of your own domain, mate, that, that, that's okay. Um, look, movie. That's it. <laughs> so, again, he's got no idea. I love it. Hey, um, Bronco, Broncos Roosters tomorrow night. This is what you do have an idea about. Uh, this is an absolute belter for Thursday night footy. Um, two of the most amazing forward packs, the United Nations, when you have a look at uh, what the Roosters are dishing up with, um, uh, Jared Wahira Hargraves, Brandon Smith, Lindsay Collins, uh, the Butcher Boys and Victor Radley up against Flegler, Haas, Capewell, Carrigan. This is an awesome battle up front, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And they're obviously, uh, look like they really turned the corner and played without the shackles last week, the Roosters. So they've, um, you know, obviously they've hit some form, mate. And, and it was led by that man, Jared Warrior Hargraves, I think up front when he plays physical and, you know, really sets a tone for that team. They sort of get on the back of him, mate. So 
Um, bit of a danger game for Brisbane. I mean, like a, like a week or two ago, you know, you'd think that the Bronx would have won this one easily. But after last week and seeing what the Roosters did, and mate, they just looked happy. They just looked like they. It almost was like, you know, what? Who cares about this season? Let's just go out and enjoy it, mate. They were so dangerous. Um, and and like you mentioned, they've got it. They've got a great team. So, um, you know, they, they've left their charge late, but they're still on the hunt. Um, but playing without the shackles and playing without any sort of trepidation they're just throwing caution to the wind at the moment they're going to be a really dangerous side to the bronx um tomorrow night all right taddy from the sounds of that i you're, you're convinced that they're, they're back me I, it's going to take me a bit more than that they had a brilliant first half against the titans up 30 nil but they lost the second half 18-6 is that just putting the cue in the rack knowing they've got the game won or is that a team that is still looking and searching for consistency Oh, I definitely think they've turned a bit of a corner, Benny. I think um, I think last week's performance was a bit of a breakout one for them. And, and I think every team has that throughout the season where they all of a sudden you get one win and the confidence starts to build and, and away you go. So I am with you. Look, I wouldn't say that they, they're definitely back, but I, I do get the feeling that, um, you know, they, they all look happy. They all look a lot more relaxed than what they've looked over the last few weeks. And... You know, Brandon Smith back, he played really well. So if he starts to build a bit of confidence, you know, Jared, we're a hard graze. And, mate, the man at the back, Teddy, I mean, we, we all know how wonderful a player he is. And he hasn't obviously been at his best. But, you know, again, get a bit of confidence out of last week, mate. Yeah. They, they do become a really dangerous proposition, I feel. Yeah, well, he had the break and he came back refreshed, reinvigorated, and, and he was carving. But what about the battle of the fullbacks? It's, it's an origin showdown again. It's basically origin three, which we didn't have. Teddy and Reese Walsh, uh, again, that's worth price of admission alone. Oh, I know. How lucky are we to have some fullbacks that are playing at the moment, man? There's some, there's some great players. Um, playing in that position and oh, I love Reese Walsh mate I love what he's about I love the, the swagger and the, the little bit of um, spunk that he brings to that Broncos team and, and mate he's a form fullback in the comp like he you know we saw that he wasn't playing state of origin how much of a difference he would have made to that team so um, mate just a, an incredible form um, playing some great footy and mate that matchup will be key tomorrow night for both teams because I think you know, when both fullbacks have big games and play well, like we saw with Teddy last week and obviously Reese from the origin, they have a huge bearing on the outcome of the game. So, uh, you're right, mate, just watching those two tomorrow night would be enough for me to pay some money to go through the bloody gates for sure. Yeah, outstanding stuff. Teddy, while I've got you, I was posing the question yesterday, is Adam Reynolds the best buy in Broncos history? So, go back to 1988 when the entire team was new, I suppose, but uh, there was a lot of um, love for Reno. There was a lot of love for Lazo being one of the great buys. I suggest it was Gilly who, who got in and did a job. He may not have pulled in all the headlines, but he sharpened up a Brisbane pack. He taught them how to train tough, play tough, and then the benefits rolled in after that. Being a former Bronco, your opinion counts plenty. Who do you think is the best buy in Broncos history? Oh, geez, it's a tough one. I think one of the things with Brisbane is they've had so many, so much homegrown talent, which yeah. is obviously um, been a big part of what they've done and still continue to do to this day. I mean, Gordy's another one they brought in, obviously had a huge impact on the club. Mm. Um, you know, spent some time there and captained the club. But, mate, I, I think, you know, looking back over the years and different stages when guys have been brought into Brisbane, oh, I think right now there's probably none 
have had a bigger influence than probably what Adam Reynolds has had on that group. Like, they've had a great group. Um, they've always promised to, you know, potentially be a good team, Brisbane. They've just missed uh, a leader and someone, I guess, to set the standards around the club, both on and off the field. And, um, you know, the impact that he's had, I think, not only, you know, helping, you know, I think he's been a huge help for Kevy as well. Um, you know, the way Kevy would, would rely on him to help coach and get the team around the park. So, yeah, mate, look, at the end of the day, he certainly puts up a case to... Um, been the argument of being one of Brisbane's best buys just from the fact of what he's brought on and off the field and, you know, the context of where Brisbane were the last couple of years, having all these wonderful, talented young kids and, you know, just needing that ingredient to bring them all together both on and off the field and set some standards. He's certainly done that. And, um, yeah, mate, he's he's a wonderful player and, um, you know, they all thought they'd sign him for too long, but, it, you know, he's certainly uh, proven everyone wrong by the way he's playing again. Let's uh, turn our attention to Bundaberg of all places, the Bulldogs. It's a home match for them. They're hosting the Dolphins in that part of the world. The Dolphins coming off the bye. Uh, We see that uh, Anthony Milford's dropped back to the bench. So in the halves, we've got Sean O'Sullivan, Cody Nicarima. The hammer goes to fullback. Uh, How how do you see this one playing out, Brent? Yeah, look, I I think they'll be too good for the Bulldogs. I mean, they're... They're in all sorts, um, the doggies at the moment. Um, you know, again, there's a fair bit of um, speculation around, you know, their captain being moved on and all those sort of things. It just doesn't look like a happy place at the moment. And, um, you know, they, they're just not playing well at all. And, mate, one thing you know about the Dolphins, you've got to play well to beat them. Um, and they're certainly, um, you know, they've got most of their players back now. Um, you know, they've had obviously a huge injury toll throughout the year, but, you know, that's, that's probably one of their strongest sides. They've been able to field the last few weeks so um mate i think the the dolphins will get it done all right well let's bring it home sunday afternoon to close us out it's the queensland derby it's the titans and the cowboys just just looking at that match is it, there's a number of stats here that that worry me a little bit when it comes to uh, yeah. the titans they've lost four of their past five at home and the Cowboys have won 13 of their last 16 against the titans and geez the cowboys are flying aren't they yeah, they are, Benny. They're going well. I think they've timed their, their run well. You know, it sort of coincides with some guys playing well out of the origin. Um, you know, they're pretty um, injury-free at the moment, um, except for Jeremiah Nene, obviously, with his shoulder now. But, mate, it's a really tricky one, the Titans. I, I find the Titans a really tricky team to, to sort of get a read on, you know. Mate, they can, they can beat anyone on their day, and they've got attack from all over the park, the Titans. But then they... You know, on their day as well, anyone can beat them. So, mate, it's um, it's a, it's a tricky one for for the Cowboys. I think uh, it's a bit of a danger game, mate, because obviously they need to keep winning. They only just sort of found their way into the eight for the first time this week, um, so they've got to keep winning. But I just, mate, I, I I just wouldn't sit there and confidently say that they'll beat the Titans because depending on what Titans team turns up, um, mate, they're as good as anyone on their day. So it's a, it's a tricky one for the Cowboys. They're gonna have to be made at their absolute best um, to beat the Titans, which most teams have had to be to beat them this year. All right, we uh, look forward to that with interest, mate. Um, you spend some time, look up Seinfeld, look up Star Wars, and report back <laughs> to me with some homework next week. Uh, Tony, th- th- thank you for being so open and honest and sharing. Nice Seinfeld, it's truth. Mate, we, uh, we, <laughs> we, will, we will chat again soon. Brent Tate, uh, all part of uh, Fox Sports Action 2 uh, with the footy. I'm just looking at this Titans-Cowboys game Sunday afternoon. 
Um, yeah, Titans have lost four of their past five at Rabina. I had to read that again and just think, is that right? Yeah, and Scott Drinkwater, he is in fine form. Six tries in his last five outings. Titans, Cowboys, Seabus Super Stadium. It's time to get even for the Titans. That's right, Sunday, 4 o'clock. Uh, time for us to get a new tip. Vanessa, very patient. Get involved anytime. Text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. This is Mornings with Ben Davis. That's uh, exactly what we will be tomorrow night. To borrow a line off Paddy Welsh this morning, it is thunderous Thursday tomorrow night. The Broncos and Roosters at the Gabba up against the might and power of the Matildas in the World Cup against Nigeria at Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane Stadium. You've got the Ashes going on too. The fifth test kicking off. You can hear that uh, live uh, on SEN on the app. Download that. Uh, what else? Oh, we've got the world swimming going on. It is thunderous Thursday. We'll find out what exactly is happening with the Matildas in just a tick, but let's go to line. Uh, let me see. Where's Luke? Luke, good morning to you. Um, what part of the world are you phoning from? Uh, somewhere between Bavinda and Innisfail. Oh, in the far north. How's the, the weather up there? Mate, raining cats and dogs and blowing the scuts out. Uh, yeah, not the best weather to be driving in, but... Yeah, you've got to get it done. All right. Well, you stay safe on the roads. I hope you'll be in the southeast over the weekend because I've got that double to give you to the Titans and Cowboys Sunday afternoon at Rabina. Are you able to make that one? Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to my young son about going about last night. So, uh, yeah, he'll be absolutely safe. Outstanding, Luke. Thank you. A double coming your way. Safe travels. And thank you for listening. Uh, SEN on the app. It's the best place to listen, the best place to download it. Uh, you can catch up with all our podcasts as well. And just remember, if you are heading to the game this week, and whatever game it may be, Thursday night, it could be part of Thunderous Thursday. If you drink and drive, the consequences are in your hands. Drinking, never, uh, never drive. Never. No, no. All thanks to Street Smart. All right. Let's head to Perry Park. That's right. Bowen Hills. It's where the Matildas are training at the moment. Alyssa Smith, my colleague at uh, Channel 7, has been there. Alyssa, very good morning to you. We know the breaking news about Mary Fowler uh, and um, Ivy Luke. They are out with concussion. What else have you seen at Matildas training this morning? Yes, a bit of a shock this morning. We knew Mary Fowler, oh, good morning to you, Ben. Uh, we knew Mary Fowler was um, being sent yesterday for precautionary scans. What part of that body was unknown yesterday? This morning, though, we have been told that um, both Mary Fowler and Ivy Lewis have suffered concussion. They are both recovering, though, so they are under kind of like the NRL stand-down, uh, you know, concussion protocols. When they happen, you know, they're out for a certain amount of time. Well, the Football Australia have their own, and they're out for six days. It's an independent doctor that um, checks up on them, makes sure that they're okay and that they can return to play. So that return to play process is six days. So from yesterday, six days finishes on Sunday. So they should be available if Touchwood all goes to plan. They should be right for selection against Canada in Melbourne for Monday's game. But um, Mary Fowler, she ran laps today, just some light jogging away from the group. Ivy Lewick, however, uh, she just sat on the sideline and and watched on. Um, Sam Kerr, uh, the skipper, she did more than what she's done since injuring her calf. She actually walked several laps 
of the field today. We've seen her just walk out, stand there, walk around a little bit, but that's it. Today she did a little bit more, which is um, promising signs, but uh, won't hold our breath on that one. All right, so, so walking, not not running for Sam Kerr? Walking only, not running, no. Oh, zero right. running, zero jogging, zero skipping, just walking. I suppose that's something, Alyssa, isn't it? Um, were you able to glean anything from the training that you were allowed to shoot? Because I, I stepped through the processes, the first 15 minutes, and then everyone get out. Uh, did they have any formation while, <laughs> while, while they were like to see how and they replace Mary Fowler, who might be coming in, or was that still uh, uh, secret well, squirrel stuff? <laughs> that's, that's the big question, isn't it? Who, mm. who have you got? Because Sam Kerr's out, now Mary Fowler's out as well, Kai Simon. We actually had eyes on her today. We haven't really seen her do very much um she again she was walking laps as well of the field um but no we were booted out uh during warm-up so they did a little bit of ball drills but it was only a game it wasn't formations or anything like that so no idea as yet but that is the big question who now do they call upon to replace Sam Kerr and Mary Fowler all right, we know the vice captain is going to be talking to that and also the coach. So we will look out for your report tonight, 7 News at 6. Alyssa Smith, thank you for the update uh, from Matilda's training. It is all going to be part of a thunderous Thursday here in Brisbane, 50,000 plus at the Women's World Cup. I wonder how many tickets have been sold to the Gabba. The Broncos and the Roosters. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, look, let's talk now some Greyhound Racing. All thanks to our partners, Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. Uh, Luke Gatehouse is on the line. Luke, very good morning to you. What, what, what I'm loving is what you're doing here early next month. Talk us through Men Matter Race Night. Yeah, good morning, Ben. It's... Uh... Great to be with you, and uh, good to see you've got Thunderous Thursday happening. I think that'll be trending on on Twitter from the, uh, the TikTok pa- boys in the breakfast well, day. <laughs> well, it's, it's all Patty, exactly. <laughs> I'm just I'm just following yeah. and riding the tsunami that he creates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next Thursday night uh, we have our Men Matter Race Night. Now that's we work in partnership with the Gold Coast Turf Club, who introduced this at their race meetings a couple of years ago and they have their weekend this weekend on on saturday uh pretty much sold out down there and brett cook and steve Lyons and the team do a great job with that and they've they've brought us on this year which is really good and uh we'll be having our big night next thursday night so uh our major charity partner for the night will be living and they uh, are a charity that lead the way in mental health education uh which is really important uh and particularly in in the sporting sphere, uh, and particularly in racing, where you know our trainers are 24/7, 365 days in the year, and uh, sometimes they they don't look after themselves as well as they should. No, and exactly. We we, yeah, we need to bust down as many stigmas as we can. We need to make some sort of normalcy about it. So we are open about talking about how we're, how we're feeling, not just um, a physical pain, but also. Uh, uh, anything that is uh, on our minds and things that may be troubling us. So, mate, it's a fantastic uh, initiative. Um, at the Men Matter Race uh, Night. It's it's next Thursday, so Thursday week. Uh, what have we got on board? How many races that night, Luke? Uh, there should be 12 on that night. We've got a, the heats of our uh, national sprint for, for Queensland on that night. So oh. we'll have the best dogs in Queensland running around as well on, on Thursday, the 3rd of August. Oh, important off the track, important on it as well. Um, chases and paces, chases, um, yeah, the paces and chases bistro, that'll be open, won't it? Yep, and yeah, we're racing this afternoon if people want to pop in from 20 past three. And Ooh. again, tomorrow night with our big Thursday night program where we uh, 
the Bistro will be open from 5.30 and 12 races again tomorrow night. So plenty of action here at Albion Park with us racing four times a week and the Harness racing the other three. Brilliant. Prawn, prawn linguine, is it still on the menu? Yeah, that's what I had last Thursday night. It was absolutely <laughs> sensational. <laughs> Outstanding stuff. Mate, we look forward to that. Men Matter Race Night, Thursday, August 3. So it's uh, Thursday week. Outstanding stuff. And it's proudly supporting uh, that charity, Live, and they are leading the way in mental health uh, education. Uh, Luke, always great to talk. Appreciate it. Luke Gatehouse from Brisbane Greyhounds. Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club. You can visit them online, brisgrays.com, for all your function and event information prawn linguine and all at the paces and chases what are we now 11:52 this wednesday morning get involved anytime text 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55 this is mornings with ben davis i know this will sound a bit uh tongue in cheek i'd like to see us five for three thousand three thousand and one hundred Day five, and just bat. <laughs> Not give them a hit. <laughs> uh, Darren Lehman on this morning with Pat and Heels. That's what he'd like to see as far as the fifth Ashes test, just bat them out of existence. Uh, but in all seriousness, we did speak to Barrett Centre Racing. A fantastic chat. If you, if you missed it early this morning, jump on the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, or the SCN app, download it, because he unloaded on everything. But the main thing was he was at Australian training about 12, 13 hours hours ago and what he did see was Todd Murphy batting in the nets the first of the lower order to do that and he was also bowling to Alex Carey who was doing some glove work up close to the stump so Todd Murphy back in playing that is the clues that are the hints that have been given from the Australian training session it's something that Darren Lehman said this morning to Patton Hills needs to happen it's a good wicket it will spin um, but so does Manchester we, 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 I think we got that side wrong, but that's okay. You know, we got away with it, really. Yep. I think you've got to play a spinner, uh, especially when you've got a genuine all-rounder in the side, you can afford to play a spinner. So, you know, Tom Murphy's the one that we've got to trust. He's going to be there in four years' time, you would think, lads, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, we're probably playing instead of Nathan. If Nathan can get there, I don't know, but four years is a long time. So, given the experience now, the Ovals, uh, traditionally, does bounce and spin. Uh, it'll be a good cricket wicket, though, again. A good batting wicket. The challenge for our batters is making up runs. We sort of haven't really polled on a big, big score, have we yet? Well, there we go. Darren Lehman, his thoughts, former Australian coach with Patton Heels uh, this morning. Look, thank you for your company. We've done it for the last three hours. Well, thanks to Macca's proud sponsors of Little Legends. They are supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for your company. Thank you for your input. Without you, the show is not the same. Uh, we will do it all again next Tuesday from 9 o'clock. Until then, have yourselves a ripping weekend. Go to the Queenslanders and good luck. Good hunting.